Meister Shani, Perik Dalad, Mishnavav, 4.6. Now we talk about selling Meister Shani. You may recall we said before one is not allowed to sell Meister Shani in as much as Meister Shani is Mamon Govoa. It's not one's own property. It really is God's property, so to speak. But that, and therefore one can't sell it. But that's only true if when you try to sell it, what you're trying to do is achieve transferring the Meister Shani food to someone else who will then have that food that's Meister Shani to take to your Shalim, and you'll just get money for it. Clear, free and clear money. That can't work. But what you could do is be podet to redeem the Meister Shani money um, through a mechira, through a sale. That is to say that I have Meister Shani foodstuffs. I don't want to take them to your shalim. It's too far for me. So I'll sell them to you. Now, and you'll pay me money. When you pay me money, you if you're deconsecrating, this is legitimate here. You get the foodstuffs. The foods are not totally deconsecrated. I get the money, and the money now is invested with the kadusha that was on the Meister Shani produce. That's good old-fashioned deconsecration through a mechira. It's totally permissible. Okay, so that's fine. The thing is that there are two separate things happening. Number one is the transfer of ownership, and one of them is the deconsecration of the Meister Shani produce. Now, that sounds like it's the same thing. I transfer the goods, you transfer the money, and both things happen. Both A, the food becomes yours, the money becomes mine, as I'm the seller, and B, the food becomes deconsecrated and the money becomes invested with the Kedusha. The problem is that what effects a transfer of ownership in a sale of movable objects, metatalin, is hagbah, is the lifting up, the taking of the object itself, and not the handing over the money. Whereas when it comes to redeeming the Kedusha off of Meister Shani produce, what effects that is the handing over the money, not the picking up of the object. Therefore, it could come out that if one hands over First one takes the buyer, takes the produce. Let's say he pulls it to himself, he picks it up. It becomes his, and now he is obligated to pay economically you know, for the produce that he purchased to the seller. But until he pays the money, the produce hasn't been deconsecrated from its Kedushas Meister Shani. So the Mishnah says, what happens if, let's say, the price fluctuates between the time of the purchase of the goods, the taking of the Meister Shani produce, and the paying of the money, the deconsecration of the Meister Shani produce. So the Mishnah says, Mashach mimenu ma'aser besela. The purchaser pulls, meaning he takes from himself the Meister Shani produce at the price of one sela, one shekel, one dollar of value. It, immediately upon taking the goods, the produce, the purchaser now owns that produce, and he has a financial obligation to pay the value to the seller, in this case, one seller. Below his pick livdoso, but the purchaser doesn't get a chance to hand over the money, he doesn't transfer over the cash, effecting the redemption, the pidyon. Ad she'amad b'shtayim, before the price of those goods changes, going up, it doubles. So now, the actual value of the produce that's in the purchaser's hand is not one, but two salaim. So now how do we solve that? Now just think it through for a second. The financial obligation to the seller hasn't changed. When I purchased it from, when the purchaser purchased it from the seller, the obligation was to pay one seller. That obligation exists. However, deconsecrating of the produce is something between the owner of the produce and God. And that requires being, to be, is, must be done at the prevailing rates, the value at the time of the redemption. So that being the case, what's going to happen is 
Nos lo sella, he, the purchaser, will give to the seller the one sella that he owes him, because that was the sale price. Now, that will not be sufficient to redeem the produce, because now it's worth two at the time of redemption. So therefore, first of all, the Mishnah observes that he, the purchaser, now has profited by a seller, meaning he paid one seller, but he ends up giving two slaw worth of value. But, it remains, however, the burden of the purchaser to hand over, if you will, a second free and clear seller to transfer the Kedusha of the Maestrosheni onto that coin. Meaning, he has to pull another, he has to pull two coins out of his pocket. One coin he gives to the seller, another coin is invested with Kedusha's Maestrosheni, but he'll just save that coin when he goes to Yerushalayim. So net-net, economically, he has profited because he ended up being out-of-pocket one coin, and he now has in his possession two slime worth of food stuff, so he, 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 went, he won. At the same time, however, he will have to take that one coin that he set aside from, Shani, from his own pocket to Yerushalayim. And that's not considered being out of pocket because that will go with him to Yerushalayim and he can food up, buy foodstuffs for himself. So he's not losing out. So that, that way we, we solve both problems. Now the Mishnah considers the other possibility, that the price went down instead of went up. At the time the purchaser takes possession of the foodstuffs, of the produce, he picks it up, the price, the prevailing price, the value is to seller. But then, he, the purchaser, doesn't have a chance to redeem the produce, meaning he doesn't come up with the cash to give to the seller, before the price drops down to one instead of two salarium. So now, let's think it through. On a financial basis, the purchaser still owes the seller two salarium. The fact that the price has gone down, okay, so he too bad for him, he's got a bad deal, he's going to lose it, he's lose the seller. But the seller doesn't have to lose anything, and therefore, for sure, the buyer will have to receive the two slime he deserves, and the seller has to come up with two slime. The thing is, from the redemption point of view, from Pidion, only one is sufficient. Only one is required. Because the second, there's only one seller worth of value here. So, the mission points out a very clever thing that the purchaser could do. He, he'll take two slime, one out of his pocket, which he hands over to the seller, which is his now, and is invested with exclusions to Meister Shani. The second seller that the purchaser owes, he doesn't need to take it out of his own pocket. He can take it out of, the, he can take it from the slime that are taped to his refrigerator to be taken to your slime, meaning he can take from a coin that already has been invested with Kedusha Meister Shani. So, and he can, he can hand that over to the seller, meaning he doesn't, the buyer doesn't need to be out of pocket two, he can be out of pocket one, fresh coin, and hand over a second coin that had my Shani on it already. Because now net-net, everyone works out okay. The foodstuffs only required one coin to be deconsecrated, because that's the value at the time of deconsecration. Good. The seller needs to get two coins. He's getting two coins. Those coins that he's, which is which, he heard, which he's getting are coins that will be invested with Kedusha's my Shani and have to go to Yushalayim, but that's what he's expecting all along. That was the deal. So, um, this way, the seller gets what he always expected and what he deserves. The buyer um, takes the least economic hit, meaning he's still going to hand over um, two slaw worth of value, but one seller can already be out of a seller that otherwise is already reserved for Meister Shani and make the loss that much less um, severe to him. That's what the mission says here. No suno seller mechulin. The purchaser gives one seller of chulin from his pocket, a free and clear 
coin, Vesela Shalmaser Sheni Shlo, and a second Sela that already was set aside with Kedushas Maser Sheni to go to Yushalayim that the purchaser had set aside, but now he gives it to the seller. Now the last part the Mishnah considers is what happens if the seller is an Amhaaretz? That is to say, he can't be trusted to eat his Maser Sheni B'Tahara. So now the buyer has to be concerned that he's essentially um, causing a lift in the situation. He's handing over foodstuffs which need to be um, eaten with Kedushas Maser Sheni, but he has to be afraid that the seller, the Amhaaretz, will use the money and not he will purchase Maser Sheni foodstuffs, but eat it B'Tuma. So, no lo midamain. The purchaser can give the seller that second coin um, from coins that he used to redeem not certain Maeser Shani, but rather Demai Maeser Shani. And since that's only Madura Button required to be redeemed, the rabbis are lenient and said that Demai Madura Button coin can be handed over to the seller. That's one of two Pshatim in the Bartanura, and that's the Pshat based on the gears we have. No slow midamai, he gives that coin, the purchaser gives the coin to the seller from his demai coins. The other possibility is the gear says midamav from his own money. That is to say, according to the second shot, second gear, so which seems probably to be the preferred one of the Bartanura, what we're saying here is if the buyer is a chaver, he is strict about halacha and tumantahara, and the seller was an amaaretz, so then even though we said a second ago that the buyer could take one seller from his pocket free and clear, and the second seller from his drawer of existing Maestro Shani money, in the event that the seller is a is an Amha'aretz and can't be trusted to eat Bittahara, so then, unfortunately, the purchaser has to suck it up and hand out a second coin, Midamav, that gear set from his own pocket, handing over a total of two coins from his pocket um, to ensure that um, nothing bad happens in terms of taking some which he, the purchaser, had, which had Katusha's Maestro Shani, and becomes um, used improperly.